following program is brought to you by your friends at Podcast One. Lowe's knows you'll do spring right by saving on what you need to get your garden growing. We do it right, too, with incredible deals during our spring Black Friday sale, like 19-ounce Bonnie vegetable and herb plants, four for $10. And pick up five bags of Scott's mulch in store only for just $10. Whatever's on your list, hurry in and save during our spring Black Friday sale. Do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Offers valid through 417 while supplies last. Not valid in Alaska or Hawaii. Scott's offer valid in store only. See store for details, U.S. only. There's not open spaces in grocery stores just waiting to be filled in the freezer. <laughs> uh, not that there really is in any segment. You know, so we are going in and saying this is the right you know, use of that space as opposed to using it for something else. That makes it very competitive everywhere you go. Welcome to the Forbes Under 30 Podcast. I'm Steve Goldblum, your host. On this show, we speak with young entrepreneurs and innovators. And taking a moment to thank our sponsors, Veridesk, Rocket Mortgage, and ZipRecruiter. Right now, you can try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Forbes. You'll hear more about these companies later in the show. Today, we have Eric Brust and Connor Ray on the show via Skype. They're the co-founders of Johnny Pops, a company that makes fresh fruit and cream popsicles. Uh, Eric and Connor, hello. Hello. Thanks for having us on the show. Yeah, good morning. Well, I'm, I'm thrilled to have you here, and I have to confess something at the beginning. You guys sent me a, uh, a package. Do you know that? I do. I know that the marketing team said that you should be warmed up and you should already be a fan by the time we talk to you. Well, I'm fired up. You know, I live in Los Angeles and I have to tell you, I go to my uh, P.O. box and it says on the box, it goes fragile, keep frozen. So then I come back to my apartment and it's like all liquid. They always make it on dry ice. Um, I'm just surprised yours must have gotten delayed or something like that. It's not your fault and I'll tell you why. I got married, and so I was actually out of town for several. I was out of town for a week on a honeymoon. So it's, listen, you're home. You're home free. Uh, I was so excited by the popsicle that I didn't even notice that there was a message on the stick. Isn't there a message on all of your sticks? Yeah. So uh, there's a, there's a message on every single one of the sticks. It was uh, an idea that we dreamt up probably six years ago. Um, I mean, I think as you know, but just to tell all the listeners here, um, you know, as we uh, you know, started the company, it was in memory of my cousin, Jonathan, he passed away of an overdose. And rather than sort of focusing on the negatives of addiction, even though that was the cause that we wanted to support, we wanted to encourage people to pay random acts of kindness forward. So that's sort of the origin of the stick sayings, which has now turned into uh, just a a cornerstone of our brand. And the proceeds, some of the profits go to Heising, not sorry, they go to the Betty Ford Foundation. Right. Yeah, Hazel and Betty Ford Foundation, um, which is Twin Cities based, but it is a national program. They have um, facilities all over the country, but um, basically helping youth and teens who are battling addiction. Well, that's um, that's a really nice tribute to your cousin. Um, tell me, are you are you both in the Twin Cities now? Yeah, so uh, we actually started uh, working on the business while we were students at Saint Olaf College, uh, which is in a small town about 45 minutes south of the Twin Cities. Okay. And uh, when we graduated from St. Olaf in 2014, we uh, moved our operations uh, up into a, a suburb right outside of Minneapolis. And so we have been... St. Louis Park? St. Louis Park, exactly. Oh, yeah. We've been manufacturing our product in St. Louis Park uh, since 2014 and have our offices and most of our you know team based out of here as well. 
Cohen Brothers, Thomas Friedman. A lot of talent comes out of St. Louis Park. Now Johnny <laughs> there, Pops. There you go. How did you guys meet? Uh, well, actually, we, we did share a class. Uh, we both thought uh, during our freshman year of school that uh, we really had a strong and bright future as physics majors. Uh, and it, it turned out for both of us that pursuing some entrepreneurial dreams was a, a more exciting and probably a better choice for us after uh, stumbling through a semester or two of major track uh, Newtonian physics that we really... Uh, <sighs> really had some better fits for us in other places. And so we both ventured off that path and onto a new one and, uh, and started working on uh, you know, what it would take to get the business going. And you were in college when you came up with the idea, right? Am I, am I picturing you guys like in a dorm room with a bunch of smoothie machines, you know, testing stuff out? Originally, we wanted to uh, we wanted to invest the little money we had, but we all pulled together uh, $500 dollars. And uh, we, there were four of us at the time, and we started buying stocks and bonds and trying to learn about the stock market, and that didn't go so hot. So we re- refunneled it into, you know, how can we go make basically a, a business that'll support us over the summer? And so, yeah, it was basically in a dorm room. Uh, we were freezing. Uh, we went out and bought a blender, and we bought the simple ingredients that are in our products now, and we blended it up and we put it in uh, ice cube trays and we put toothpicks in them and <laughs> I was a statistics major at the time so I was doing uh, oh I, I still finished with statistics but I was doing uh, all sorts of studies on you know if people wanted A or B or all the different flavor stuff and so we just sort of worked it into our schoolwork knowing that at the same time we were making a business. What were the original flavors that you went after? Original flavors were uh, the raspberry blueberry one, which we still have today, strawberry, and then uh, cold-pressed coffee and dark chocolate. And you also do a lot with banana. We do a lot. Uh, we have a couple banana flavors. We have a strawberry banana in addition to a banana cinnamon. Um, you know, banana is uh, a personal favorite for mine, and banana is the most Me too. popular fruit on the, uh, on the entire planet. So it's something that, you know, for us uh, – we, we are looking actually to release even more banana flavors in the future. Because you you study the statistical analysis of the banana and said so yeah. we're putting yeah. this we're in. all about the banana. Fun <laughs> fact on a banana, of all the foods, or at least I remember this from some random trivia game, you could live the longest on only eating bananas and water over any other food. Really? Yep. That's, That's good what... to know. I, my, fr- my freezers actually fill uh, full of frozen bananas. There you go. Banana bread? Uh, I don't do banana bread. That's uh, because of my wife is trying to limit the amount of carbs I take in. But the frozen bananas is kind of like ice cream when you just let it sit out. I I like that. You're not wrong about that. The banana, you know, part of the reason we like the banana is because it does lend itself well to being incorporated into, you know, the type of uh, treats that we are are trying to offer. So you're on to something there with your like the frozen bananas. I'm glad we're recording this because I think it's true. I think it's true. And it's somewhat redeemable, too, when you have a banana incorporated into chocolate. You know, you can kind of tell yourself that you're you're doing something good. Um, (laughs) Do you do you remember your first sale, the very first customer that you had? Yeah, absolutely. We uh, so. You know, we prototyped these in the dorm rooms. Then we said, okay, we got to figure out a way to legally produce food. And so we figured the way to do it was to call all the churches and all of the, uh, like, event centers and catering centers in uh, in the area because they would have a commercial kitchen that maybe wasn't utilized seven days a week. So 
we were able to find one that rented it to us for you know fifty dollars a month, and uh, we couldn't use it on the weekends though. And uh, basically got in touch with the Department of Health and Department of Agriculture and figured out what do we have to do to make this product. So then we got the licensing required for that and worked on that for a couple months. And and it was April of 2012. We sold to uh, a small sandwich shop uh, in Northfield, Minnesota, and then uh, the grab and go sort of cafeteria at our uh, college as well. And what was that like, the pitch process like for you? Because, you know, you're a stats major, you're in class. It's not like you have a ton of business experience or sales experience at the time, at least to my knowledge. Correct me if I'm wrong, but what was that like? What did that pitch look like? I mean, we just sort of tried, you know, it was a lot about uh, product and benefits. And, I mean, for us, the nice thing is you can lead with, here, taste this, you know. And so, you know, you – I mean, at that point, we were mostly looking for feedback. We didn't really have any big expectations that we were going to sell a zillion of them, you know, at the school or at the sandwich shop. But we just said, hey, we made a great treat. You know, give it a taste for yourself and form your own opinion. And we'd like to explore, you know, selling it in uh, in your in your store. Was there some buzz about you guys on campus, too? Like, everybody should try this, name a flavor after me, that kind of pressure? <laughs> there was some of that. We had, you know, all of our initial photo shoots and – and uh, all the original marketing came out of students who contributed to us. But, you know, at the time, too, I mean, it was pretty small. We thought it was a bigger deal than it actually was. I would say there was a lot of people who didn't even know that we existed at the time. So, And we'll be right back after this quick break. Support for the Forbes Under 30 podcast comes from our friends at Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans, the mortgage company that decided to ask, why? Why can't clients get approved in minutes rather than weeks? Why can't they make adjustments to the rate and term in real time? And why can't there be client-focused technological mortgage revolution? Quicken Loans answered all these questions and more with Rocket Mortgage. Rocket Mortgage gives you the confidence you need when it comes to buying a home or refinancing your existing home loan. Rocket Mortgage is simple, allowing you to fully understand all the details and be confident you're getting the right mortgage for you. Whether you're looking to buy your first home or your 10th, with Rocket Mortgage, you get a transparent online process that gives you the confidence to make an informed decision. Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. Apply simply, understand fully, mortgage confidently. To get started, go to rocketmortgage.com slash Forbes, equal housing lender, licensed in all 50 states, nmlsconsumeraccess.org number 3030. And there's ZipRecruiter. Hiring? Every business needs great people and a better way to find them. Something better than posting your job online and just praying for the right people to see it. ZipRecruiter knew there was a smarter way, so they built a platform that finds the right job candidate for you. ZipRecruiter learns what you're looking for, identifies people with the right experience, and invites them to apply to your job. These invitations have revolutionized how you find your next hire. In fact, 80% of employers who post the job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site in just one day. And ZipRecruiter doesn't stop there. They even spotlight the strongest applications you receive so you never miss a great match. The right candidates are out there. ZipRecruiter is how you find them. Businesses of all sizes trust ZipRecruiter for their hiring needs. Right now, my listeners can try ZipRecruiter for free. That's right, free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Forbes. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash Forbes. One more time. ZipRecruiter.com slash Forbes. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. I'm a little curious about your background. I mean, Eric, you're 
correct me if I'm wrong, mother was a beekeeper? <laughs> my my mom keeps bees. She's not a professional bee. She's not a professional. Okay, I'm sorry. I may have misread that. Has a couple bees. Got to What 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 did your parents do? Um, you know, I've I've come from an entrepreneurial family, so it's it's been in my blood from the beginning, but uh, you know, I was starting started started a t-shirt and embroidery business when I was uh, at the end of middle school and ran that through high school and sort of always have loved the starting your own business and figuring it out. So um, my parents certainly have uh, come from the, the entrepreneurial world. And, uh, and Connor, how about you? Um, well, uh, my parents are not, not quite as exciting, not a huge entrepreneurial background, but uh, you know, my, my mom worked in uh, public health and, and my dad has been working in business, uh, you know, specifically sales for his entire career. But they got me interested very early on in, um, I guess like the the biographies of you know famous entrepreneurs, and so I had it on my radar from a very young age that this was something you know I wanted to do, and right. I didn't know that it would look this way. If you'd asked me going into college what my what my plan was, I would have told you, you know, I'll get a get you know, economics or so like some type of humanities yeah. degree. Along with a technical degree like a physics or a chemistry, or and a then start a popsicle degree. company, and <laughs> then go work in corporate America for like twenty years, figure out you know what it takes to cut it, come up with some big idea, and then leverage your network and your connections when you're like forty-five, and then start a popsicle company, and then yeah. start exactly yeah. right, and uh, you know it, so it wasn't that entrepreneurship was off my radar, but I, I didn't. Uh, <laughs> I didn't know exactly well, how it was going to happen. It must and, be uh, tremendously rewarding to have this much skin in the game and the sweat equity involved in it. But were there people when you were in college or just getting out who said to you and pulled you aside, listen, you're starting a popsicle company. You live in Minnesota. Half the year, people aren't going to be wanting popsicles. It's freezing. I still feel like we, I still feel like we have that joke going uh, <laughs> okay. regularly. I mean, Did anyone say this to you and what was your response? I mean, yeah, there's been for every one person who said we could do it, there's been a hundred who said we couldn't. I right. Mean, you know, they've said, yeah, we've seen a bunch of ice cream companies come and go and, you know, popsicle companies and fruit bar companies. And, you know, this has never got a shot. And, you know, we just we kept uh, we kept refining the business model. We kept learning from them. We kept thinking about exactly what we wanted to do. But I mean, at the same time, we I mean, both of us uh, are, I think, pretty big into the food scene a little bit, or at least really in, enjoy um, the science behind food and what mm. makes things taste great. And, uh, you know, once, once we made the product and we tasted it and we knew, um, how, you know, what the rest of the campus and, you know, our friends and family and everyone else thought of this, I mean, we knew we had a winner, right? And food, you, if you have a great product, that's the most important part. And so for us, it was, tweaking and refining and figuring it out from there. But we've, we've always believed that, you know, this is truly a better alternative to what exists out there right now. And that's sort of kept us going through the rainy days. Well, tell me, I mean, fill me in on, on the science of the ingredients. What have you learned uh, that makes it a, what, what about the ingredients that you're using makes the, the product so successful? Well, because the product is a clean, uh, a clean ingredient deck product, you know, it comes down to using really great ingredients. You know, for example, one of our best-selling products has always been our strawberry, our strawberry flavor. And to get a really great strawberry, you know, Johnny Pop, you need uh, to be working with 
absolutely fantastic strawberries and you need to be working with great dairy and, and just great ingredients because we don't uh, have the opportunity to cover it up or correct it in any other way. And so initially, you know, you get lucky and you, uh, you know, you go by your eyes and you say, okay, I'm in the grocery store. Those look like good strawberries. Those don't. So I'm going to buy those ones. Uh, and then you, you might, you know, transition to a, a little bit bigger supply and go, wait a second, something has changed here. And across all of our ingredients, we've gotten a lot better at understanding mm -hmm. what really does make a great strawberry, you know, or a great strawberry for our product. How ripe does it need to be? How sweet does it need to be? Um, you know, what color are we looking for so that the products come out that nice red color instead of a light pink? Mm -hmm. um, and for an example, a few years ago, there was a really bad pineapple season where pineapples just pretty much across the right. globe major market didn't ripen the way that you know they usually do and um, we had to look really hard to find the right type of uh, of pineapple and it took a lot of work to go from just you know what everyone knows how to do at the grocery store and identify something that looks right uh, with your eyes and uh, and get that into something that you could really go to people and say go out and find this uh, and within these ranges uh, and we can measure it and verify it and know that if you come back with that, it's going to be the right thing we need to produce a consistent and delicious product. Mm. Well, what what gap do you think when you looked at the marketplace, what gap were you trying to fill exactly with Johnny Pops? You know, we, we call it, uh, and I think most of our consumers call it a smoothie on a stick, right? So we were after a, you know, great tasting um, ice cream treat, and we always wanted to have cream in it because we loved sort of the texture of that. But a great tasting ice cream treat that featured simple natural ingredients and didn't have high fructose corn syrup and colorings and everything else in it. So, I mean, truly, this is the, you know, it's we froze smoothies, right? They're they're creamy, delicious smoothies, mm -hmm. and and they're frozen. And and the gap was a simple simple ingredient deck uh, product for people to love, which there's just really not any of that in the local grocery stores. And can you walk me through the process now of raising money? Yeah, the you know we were able to. I think our, our once we did uh, we pulled in our two thousand dollars from the four of us. I mean, I think for that first summer we scraped together even uh, a little bit more. I think we scraped it. It was a total of ten thousand. So I think we found another eight thousand dollars in our savings accounts and from previous jobs. But you know, the capital raising for us, the philosophy has always been. Um, you know, set expectations on what we want to do and, and demonstrate that we have financial control and that, you know, we, we understand the relationships between, you know, spending money on marketing and what it's going to return and spending money on equipment and how long it's going to take to pay it back. And, you know, as long as we've been able to continue to demonstrate that, the funding actually has not been um, a, a difficult thing for us. You know, we basically graduated from, uh, we funded at the beginning and then it was a small friends and family round and then it was, you know, basically local, local connections in the food industry uh, here in the Minneapolis market who, you know, had, had seen us uh, grow over the last previous years. And, you know, we basically had outlined plans and had achieved said plans. And so that sort of lent us the credibility, even though we were kids, that, you know, we knew enough to be trusted with a little bit more rope. And is the company profitable right now? Um. You know, we don't really, uh, you know, as a private company, we don't really share profits or, or sales numbers. But what I can say is that, you know, we every single year, I mean, at this point, you know, the focus is grabbing market share and uh, and growing top line sales. So, you know, our focus is really not around EBITDA or any bottom line number like that. 
Um, it's much more about, you know, how can we scale this thing nationally and take, you know, for instance, our ACV, which is a number that measures how many grocery stores you're in. I mean, how can we take that from the five and a half percent that it is right now to, you know, 80 percent? So, you know, we are focused primarily on that. And how competitive is the space that you're in? I mean, it's definitely a competitive space. Uh, the freezer section in any store is some of the most expensive real estate yes. for the grocery store to maintain in their in their store, just because of the cost of the freezer and the cost of keeping it cold. Um, and when we're fortunate that generally ice cream and ice cream novelties is a relatively well performing area, and generally stores have invested in providing some uh, amount of space for us. But compared to you know the cereal aisle or something like that, it's usually still quite a bit smaller. And so we are competing for a very limited amount of space against some really big companies. Um, despite the fact that it you know there there are plenty of brands that are on shelves. A lot of them are owned. A lot of the share is held by, you know, Nestle, Unilever, and Blue Bunny, uh, and, and Blue Bell, and uh, you know, M&M Mars, and some of their products. So it's actually not, you know, it's a big CPG world out there uh, still, even right. though more and more small companies pop up every day. And those are big entrenched, uh, you know, players who are fiercely competitive and protective of their space. And so when we go into a retailer. We have to, you know, work very hard not just to uh, prove that we've earned the right to be on shelf, but every day to uh, <laughs> to say that we deserve to stay there and grow our presence and really take advantage of of every opportunity we're given to go in. And it helps. I mean, that that we have a great product, that our track record of success in our retailers is very strong. Um, but you have to, there's not open spaces in grocery stores just waiting to be filled in the freezer. <laughs> uh, not that there really is in any segment, you know. So we are going in and saying this is the right, you know, use of that space as opposed to using it for something else. That makes it very competitive everywhere you go. And we'll be right back after this quick break. Traditional static offices are a thing of the past. Today, companies and employees want an active workspace. Veradesk helps people reimagine their office design. Being more active at work, like standing more, sitting less, can help improve your health by boosting energy and productivity. Veradesk Active Workspace Solutions make it easy to encourage more movement in a day. The new ProDesk 60 electric standing desk is the cornerstone of the active office. It's designed with commercial-grade materials, stable at any height, and fully assembled in under five minutes. Plus, all Veritas products are made to last. They're also simple to set up and move or reconfigure as businesses change and grow. Check out Veritas products, including the new ProDesk 60 Electric, risk-free for 30 days with free shipping and free returns. Learn more at veridesk.com slash Forbes. That's V-A-R-I-Desk.com slash Forbes. Lowe's knows you'll do spring right by saving on what you need to get your garden growing. We do it right, too, with incredible deals during our spring Black Friday sale, like 19-ounce Bonnie vegetable and herb plants, four for $10. And pick up five bags of Scott's Mulch in store only for just $10. Whatever's on your list, hurry in and save during our spring Black Friday sale. Do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Offers valid through 417 while supplies last. Not valid in Alaska or Hawaii. Scott's offer valid in store only. See store for details, U.S. only. What have you learned about some of the consumer habits? Are people going for flavors for health? What's the thing? Like, you know, in, in ice cream, Halo Top has taken off. I don't necessarily think it's the most, you know, it's, the, it's not the tastiest ice cream, but people love the uh, the stats. 
Yeah, I mean, people buy ice cream for a lot of different reasons. Um, this is the stats major in me you know, talking again. But, uh, I mean, primarily, uh, it's an indulgent treat, right? So people are looking for something that's going to taste great. Um, and secondarily, um, their second uh, decision factor is, you know, it's a flavor that they really want. And so, um, you know, even though those are relatively obvious, I mean, things like Halo Top, I mean, it's, it's incredible, the work that they've done and the success that they've had. Um, you know, we're... We're certainly not positioned in that way where it's really about the, you know, so many calories per bar or so many calories per box. You know, we're much more focused on, you know, flavor and uh, and uh, the consistent, you know, deliciousness around our right. product. You know, that's not to say that there I mean, there are a, one thing you keep learning, especially when you've been surrounded by your own brand for so long. I mean, there's just an infinite amount of people out there, it feels like, you know, and you go into our stores that are right in our backyard and you go ask you know 100 people walking in the door how many of them heard of johnny pops and you know maybe 15 of them have you know and here we've been in this market for seven years and we're our headquarters is a mile away from that store you know so it's it's just staggering how many different products can be successful for different reasons and how many stores are you in right now Let's see. Uh, I mean, grocery, I'd say uh, it's a little over 10,000 right now. Um, then we have, uh, you know, we do work with the schools in our food service business. And then we also do work in the club channel, which is Sam's and uh, Costco. And we're available nationally in Sam's Club and then uh, regionally in Costco, um, but in uh, three or four of their regions um, of the, I think, what, eight that they have. And mostly in the Midwest? Uh, mostly in the Midwest, but, you know, for instance, uh, you know, Target, we're in a lot of the stores across the entire country. Um, we have a whole bunch of stores in Texas and down in Florida and up in the East Coast. So um, we probably have the highest percentage of stores in the Midwest, but there are definitely some of the key retailers in the entire country at this point to are carry there, our products. Are there any markets that you're looking to break into? Yeah, I mean, we absolutely consider uh, <laughs> most of the country right now to be a growth market. Um, you know, for for ease of access, it obviously makes sense to focus resources on you know radiating out from our headquarters in in the Midwest. But you know, there are really strong you know pockets uh, where we believe our product can you know really catch fire maybe faster than others. Or where there are key retailers who, you know, really have a proven track record of introducing products that we absolutely want to go after. Uh, but that said, with, with from where we sit today, where we've got a great product line that's proven in a variety of retail formats, mm -hmm. from club to you know your traditional conventional you know grocer to a natural and specialty store, uh, it's it's really a focus on bringing it to the rest of the country, uh, where <laughs> where we can you know compete with those big guys and enter in that shelf space. How many people are on the staff for you right now? It's about 60 full-time people right now. Well, in terms of hiring, uh, did you hire your friends? Did you hire people who were nothing like you, a lot like you? How did you determine that? What did the process look like? At the beginning, I was certainly, you know, anyone who would, who would even listen to us about <laughs> our idea, right? <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, anyone. But uh, as, as time goes on, you know, we... We look to, you know, how, how can we hire people who have a skill set and an experience set to really, you know, leverage yes. a lot of that we've already done and, you know, teach us. And one of the interesting things about being young entrepreneurs and being, you know, a bunch of 20-somethings running a company is you learn pretty quickly, you, you know, it's uh, 
it's not like the two of us really outsmarted this industry and we figured it out. I mean, the truth is we hired a bunch of great people who took some good ideas that we had on a product and some marketing and they've been able to amplify it. And, you know, our jobs now are, you know, it's all about the people, right? It's all about the next three, the next five hires. And, you know, that's predominantly what I'm spending my time on is, you know, how do I build and coach and work with the team in such a way that uh, we, we continue to be able to, you know, yes. fuel our Right. Well, you have to hire people who compliment you. Um, and, and can you tell me a little bit about, I've only read a little bit about it, but I know you're in schools and you have a smaller popsicle for schools. So can you tell me a little bit about how that, how that came about and, and what you offer them? Yeah. So one of the things we've always done uh, since we were you know, hunting for churches is do our own manufacturing which in the food startup space is somewhat unique. There are a lot of small food companies where you know the uh, the founders, the owners have the idea for the product and then the brand, and then they go out and they find a contract manufacturer to work on, you know, to make it for them. Uh, once they achieve something maybe slightly greater than they can make in their own kitchen. Right. And uh, that's never been the route that we've gone, which has always presented us with an interesting challenge because, you know, ice cream is absolutely a seasonal category. But when you have people uh, who work for you, who who make product and when you have capital equipment sitting around, you know, idle, uh, you want to find something to do with it. And we happen to encounter, at, you know, probably a year or two into the business, schools who were using the product Um and it's single serve format uh, to to serve to their students, and uh, we investigated that a little bit more and found you know that there really was some opportunity there. We weren't doing anything to really push it at the time; it was just happening. And uh, through a set of circumstances, including some new regulations going into effect and us having the resources to pursue uh, some development, we were able to work with the schools who had sort of stumbled into using the product to create a product line that was specifically designed to work for them right. uh, and also to leverage our you know, idle plant capacity in the off season and get a product line that filled a, a nice niche for them uh, of a clean label, better for you treat, you know, that could replace like a brownie or a traditional, you know, sort of ice cream cup or even like an icy juice cup because we were able to deliver a much more satisfying creamy product that was still, you know, over 50% real fruit, which was very appealing for them. Right. And, right. Uh, and, and great for us because we were able to keep our team, you know, on board making product year round and, uh, and put a great product into a category, you know, that everyone feels good about who doesn't want to make a great, healthy, better for you product and, uh, and get it into the hands of people who really need it. No, absolutely. And, and you know, um, Eric and Connor, you guys have known each other now almost a decade, right? Yeah. That checks out. That sounds about right. That checks out. Are, have you grown together? Have you grown apart at some point? Is there any part of you that thinks like, I've seen enough of this guy? Or are you do you, do you, you want to continue to work together? And I uh, take into account how awkward that is to answer with each of you sitting next to each other. But uh, go for it. I would say, I mean, it's we we certainly are. Uh, we're very similar in a lot of ways, but we're also quite different. We, we've been able to uh, start this up without really uh, wearing uh, either of each other out too much. I mean, we Connor still uh, happens to be standing uh, standing at my wedding this summer, and I was next to him oh, his last oh, summer. So, you know, it's not uh, – there's, there's still a really strong friendship between us. And, 
you know, we, we know when to push each other and when not to, and, you know, when we can call each other up late at night and talk about work and, you know, when the wives or respective fiancés are sort of sick of it. And, right, right. You know, but at the same time, too, it's, you know, in our day-to-day -day roles, we also don't see each other that often anymore. Um, you know, at the beginning we did, but, you know, now the, you know, one of us is almost always traveling, you know. It's not that we're excited about having, uh, you know, status with different airlines, but, you know, one of us is almost always on the road and, you know, we maybe see each other one, two days a week. And so it's, uh, if anything, I'm looking for more of that time, not less at this point. And did you at any point have to consider hiring a boss? No, uh, <laughs> I don't think that was ever, uh, I don't think that was ever a consideration for either of us. Yeah, I think over time, you know, one of the things that Eric in particular has done a great job with is bringing in, you know, resources from the very strong local food and egg and CPG community uh, to be advisors and mentors to help provide, you know, that type of guidance and coaching and maybe sense of accountability uh, that you might get from a boss uh, while right. still allowing us to grow and develop the business. Well, listen, you are standing in each other's weddings I'm standing at my wedding while you're sending me Johnny Pops. We're all standing <laughs> in weddings. Eric, uh, Connor, thank you very much. Good luck to you. Yes, thank, thank you, you very much. That's it for this episode of Forbes Under 30. I hope you enjoyed it. If you want to reach out to us with a comment or question, please do so at under30, that's the number 30, at podcastone.com. New to Podcast One, The Producer's Guide with Todd Garner. Join Todd as he interviews the biggest names in Hollywood, like Adam Sandler. We drove down there, and my brother's like, do you have your material? I said, what do you mean? Rebel Wilson. I couldn't interact with these people, so I put on this American accent and <laughs> pretended to be American. And Isla Fisher. I just wrote a passionate letter explaining how much I wanted to be a clown, begging them to accept me. Download new episodes of The Producer's Guide with Todd Garner every Thursday on PodcastOne.com, the Podcast One app, or Apple Podcast. Lowe's knows you'll do spring right by saving on what you need to get your garden growing. We do it right, too, with incredible deals during our spring Black Friday sale, like 19-ounce Bonnie vegetable and herb plants, four for $10. And pick up five bags of Scott's mulch in store only for just $10. Whatever's on your list, hurry in and save during our spring Black Friday sale. Do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Offers valid through 417 while supplies last. Not valid in Alaska or Hawaii. Scott's offer valid in store only. See store for details, U.S. only. At the border, I'm Ed Donahue with an AP News Minute. At the roundtable discussion today in San Antonio, Texas, President Trump heard something he said he never heard before about life along the border. Many people are dying, and the danger of living here, unless you know exactly what you're doing, is tremendous. This is Texas Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick. Where are the people in Washington to stand up for these children, these women, these senior citizens? Where are they? Bring them down. Mr. President, let the Democrats come down to Brooks County. Let them come to any of these ranches. Let them see these bodies. Let them see the skeletons. We have the photographs. Attorney General William Barr says he thinks spying did occur on Donald Trump's presidential campaign, suggesting the origins of the Russia investigation may have been mishandled. Scientists released the first image ever made of a black hole, revealing a fiery ring of gravity-twisted light swirling around the edge of the abyss. One scientist said science fiction has become science fact. I'm Ed Donahue.